I've gone through my own battles, dealing with an addiction to pain pills after injuring my back and a few other injuries, as well as severe depression and PTSD. Overcoming this has been one of the most difficult things I've ever done. I always felt like no one understood me and like I was completely alone. However, I realized I that wasn't the case. I knew at that moment I wanted to try my hardest to make sure no one else ever felt the way I did. One thing that had a big impact on me was music. Specifically, one singer who makes music about his battles in life and PTSD and adjusting back into the civilian world, Jeff, a.k.a. Soldier Hard. His music helped me through some pretty tough times. I listened to a song of his named Charlie Mike on repeat for hours one night. And in all honesty, that's how Charlie Mike Military Apparel was born. Our mission being just to give back to our veteran brothers and sisters, support our communities, and be there for all our first responders as well. We always said that if we saved only one veteran from committing suicide, all the hours and hard work we've spent on making Charlie Mike what it is will be well worth it. Not many people know this, but we receive emails, text messages, and calls from veterans all around the world. All we do is listen, and a lot of times that's all the veteran wants is a person to understand what they're saying and someone that won't judge them for feeling alone because they're not. We also pass along a lot of information to where they can receive help from a professional and others as well. As we continue to grow, we will never lose sight of who we are and what our purpose is. 22 too many. This is from Charlie Mike himself, Raul Moreno, um, and his partner, William Garay. Biz business partner. <laughs> Life partners. Yeah. We're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. One of us from the army, so we don't know. <laughs> no. No, no, man, We're no, both no. RV. Yeah. No, no. Welcome to the podcast, man. Welcome to Battlebug Podcast. Um, that intro, man, was was awesome, and it, and it, and it, and it reflects who you are um, as a team, actually, um, and why you are here. Because uh, there's a lot of us that suffered pretty bad, and uh, stuff like this, man, in the community uh, helps out a ton, especially people that are going through it, people that are lost. Um, you know, some people look on your show um, and find a way out. You, you probably never even know it. Maybe you do. Um, but yeah, man, what y'all are doing is great. And I uh, just want to give you all y'all's flowers for that. Yeah, appreciate it. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. For sure. Um, one thing I want to hit on real quick uh, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to Soldier Hard. Um, that dude is amazing. Writes great music. He actually wrote a song uh, for my book, Silent Screams. You can go ahead and put that link up. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a badass song. Um, yeah, it's called Silent Screams. 
and um, it's actually on my podcast list <clears throat> as a as its own episode. But uh, you can go on there and check it out. But it's my story and a song, basically. He nailed it. Um, and what he does, man, is is he puts his music out there, really for himself. It was for his own therapy, but in in turn, it it turned out to be therapy for a lot of a lot of veterans and a lot of people going through it. And um, and it, it it basically shows that hey, you're not the only one feeling those ways those those ways about trauma about losing loved ones about losing friends in war you're not the only one that that's been through that and that's going through that and that helps out a lot of recovery right like just being able to reflect and be like hey you know i'm not the only one who's yeah it's fucked up right there's other people out there like me and and this guy's actually putting it in 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 song form you know it's for enjoyment it sounds great but if you listen to the words man i mean he's He's journaling through mm-hmm. his music. I love that. And uh, he gives back to his community. Um, where is he from? The Philippines, I think. The Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he gives back to the Philippines. I actually donated uh, some money to him uh, to help uh, feed uh, people in the Philippines on his little quest that he had. Uh, I think it was around Christmas time, maybe. Yeah. Something like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, he, he does that every year. No, no, it's for his birthday, no? For his birthday, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so this is the first time I heard about it, and uh, and I jumped on board, and I I supported whatever he does. Um, good dude, man. Like y'all, man, y'all good people, man. Helping out <laughs> other people. So um, let's start off with the with 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 how this started, man. Uh, Raul, can you can you explain um, how you hurt your back and how, what caused the severe depression and PTSD? Man, it was a it was a lot. You know, I discovered I discovered a lot. I discovered I was a little different. Uh, than most people, you know, growing up, man, everything I did, I did to an extreme. I, uh, if it was, uh, you know, I, you know, I think I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to, uh, I just knew I was different. Yeah. You know, people discover drinking when, you know, you're in your teens, you go to high school parties and things like that. And I just knew, I, I love the feeling of not, being there if that makes any sense i love the feeling to get to the point where intoxicated where i wasn't in this world yeah i felt like i was in my own world and then i discovered drugs and then i discovered the military so i you know i i i suffered with a lot of death throughout early growing up. And I think that it had a lot of effect on me. You know, I lost my mother, my father, uh, a lot, a lot of close people to me. Sorry and, 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 you know, now people say that, man, but it, it's, it's all good. It's something yeah. that you, you know, it's part of life. For sure. And, um, you know, I had to, I had to grow up a little faster. And I think that that's what I enjoyed the feeling of not being here mentally. And, uh, you know, I, I, I joined the army. I went away Within the last, within the first year and some change, I was I was sitting in Iraq. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. How do I get out of this shit? Mm. You know, and um, you know, through through basic wear and tear of your your military body, man. You know, you you put it through some some things. You yeah. know, you your meant. You know, your your psyche, your your uh, your physical physical body, doing all the things you know that the military ask of you. <clears throat> 
and see, seeing things and experiencing things and, and living for the moment, you know, not knowing if you were going to, you know, pass or if you were going to be able to see your family again, you know, that, that shit plays a, plays a, a, a mind game on you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I just, it took a lot for me to adjust and I always look for a way out. Um, I don't, I don't even know if that's making any sense. Yeah. I think I'm just rambling, to be honest with you. So basically, your addiction was your way out. Yeah. yeah. It was. That's, that's and it's like a lot, of, a lot of us. We just want to forget what's, what's fucking with us, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. And, you know, I remember, I remember one Christmas I came home. Um, I was stationed in. Well, I'm not going to say where I'm stationed because people are going to know who it is. So I came home for Christmas. And... Um, I had like a, a a shaving kit, and in that shaving kit, I kept all my medications. You know what I mean. So, so I, I put the the shaving kit in the in the restroom, and then I think my parents had went through it with my sister, and then they noticed the medications, and they weren't like no bullshit ibuprofen. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about like Percocets, I gotten you know, and it was all prescribed. Yeah. So I wasn't taking anything that I wasn't supposed to. I just was taking it to an extreme. So. When they say take one or half of one, I was taking maybe five. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it was it, it got pretty bad. And they com- they confronted me at one point. It was like, hey, your family did. <clears throat> yeah. Uh we think you have a, a problem with, with pills. And I said, I don't got no problem. And they were like, Well, we think you do because we counted them and now we know, you know, it's just a couple of days and I went through a show yeah. to them. So I was like, I got mad, you know, and I left and I called my, I called my, one of my, my guys. And I was like, Hey, uh, man, you think I got a pill problem? And he's like, nah, he goes, you just do what you got to do to continue to soldier and drive on. And I was like, okay. So I hung up the phone and then I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Like what happens when I'm done doing whatever I'm asked of? from the army or from them. And then I'm at a point in my life where like, I can't walk or do anything like that. Um, at that, yeah, that was the the moment I quit taking medication, like actual medication. I won't take anything, you know, that's anything that gets me out of my head as far as that. Now I did lean on, um, after getting out, man, I drank a lot. I drank a lot. I experimented with, with some other types of, uh, uh drugs but it's just because i wanted to i didn't want to feel man i felt like i was i i just didn't like that feeling of feeling so so how did you how did you kick that then if if you were so stuck on stepping away from reality like what made you want to be back in it i made uh you know with time i feel like i've actually made my dreams not my nightmares, my dreams, yeah. reality. And I don't want to wake up. I feel like I'm dreaming right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of something that that is surreal. I know that sounded cheesy as shit, but it's the truth. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing great stuff, man. And, and, and for me, like, what you are doing is helping people, right? And with me, I, I, I try to help people as much as possible, you know, um, with everything that I do. But that's therapy in itself 
helping other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right? yeah. I know y'all can y'all can attest to that. Like as even going over finances with people, helping them with their household, like if you have information that they need and they and you give it to them, like all that stuff adds up. Those, those are all little wins for your health, right? Because you know for a fact that you're helping them individuals directly. And um that's how I mean that's what I feel. Is that is that the same with y'all? Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, definitely. Yeah. Helping is a, a way of therapy too. You know, it's just yeah. something that I think we both I speak for you. Yeah. Go for I, it. Think, <laughs> I think it's something that we both enjoy, man, and find it therapeutic is yeah. is giving back to you know everybody. We try to we try to be uh, have an impact in the veteran community, but at the same time, man, we we don't want to forget where we came from. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to give back to the city as well. For sure. You know, and and yeah. this is what we are. Yeah, let's let's come back to that. First, um, William, uh, I know you struggled a lot with with um with alcohol mm-hmm. addiction. Um can you go over the reason for the addiction and then how you kicked it? It's and it's, why you kicked it? It's culture. It's culture. I'm Mexican, right? Yeah. My family grew up um the same way yeah. your parents drink, my parents drink, uh, you know, drinking from a young age is, you know, as young as teens, you yeah. know, probably sooner just growing up in the culture. And then in the military and infantrymen, right? Like I wanted to be the hardcore, awesome guy. And it's the same thing. You drink until the mornings and you get up and you go do PT and then you run some more and then you go out and you drink, um, and so when I when it turned really bad for me was right after I suffered uh, an an injury, a TBI, and uh, I was fucking lonely. Explain what that is for people so, that don't know what uh, TBI. is. A TBI was a traumatic brain injury. I was an airborne paratrooper, which means I used to jump from airplanes uh, at Fort Bragg, and I just had a pretty bad jump at night. It's cold, it's windy, hit the ground pretty hard. I mean, we hit the ground no matter what. Extremely hard this time. Um, I noticed I was kind of irritable and the guy you see now is more polished and refined and I'm, I was still a pretty happy guy, you know, very positive even then. But after the TBI was, I was like irritable and angry and pissed yeah. off at guys for no reason. And it clicked. And I'm like, okay, there's something wrong. So I, I got checked out and they're like, yeah, you have a concussion. Uh, so working through that, I, I had, I, developed more anxiety and depression. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, I had light sensitivity. So I, bright lights bothered me. And at that same time, we were getting ready to deploy uh, with the 82nd. And I moved my wife and kids home. So I was renting a house in North Carolina or renting a, a room. So it was just me, no family there, going through all this trauma and trying to deal with it and drinking and like I usually do, it's normal for us. Didn't help. Um, That led me to get out of the army a year later. Uh, You know, my wife and I, she finally moved back to North Carolina. Uh, But still, I I still drink. Did it impact, did it impact your, your marriage at all? Oh yeah, definitely. How so? Uh, A lot, a lot of strife. (laughs) I mean, also it's strife, strife. Yeah. Like a angst or arguing, you know, tension uh, between us. Just it's 
it's all on me, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, she, I mean, she's a phenomenal woman. I don't really know why she's still here, but she is. Uh, yeah. No, she's 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 a phenomenal woman, and we, you know, made those vows to each other that long ago that it took me rediscovering that, um, and slowly, even moving back home. Um, we still drank. We went out and partied like together. Like yeah. that was our reconnecting. We're going to date and we would date and go out and drink. And then it's, we slowly started to realize that it wasn't helping things. We would do dry Januaries, uh, you know, not drink for January or then give it up for Lent. And then one of the big influences of why I went sober is I met Raul and I knew that he was in podcasting. I really wanted to get involved with that in his circle and his what he was doing and Raul is not going to hang out with me if I'm not drinking. So it was just like one more thing to say, you know what, just give it up. And then I'm a year and a half, year and a half later, it's been like, why didn't I give this up sooner? Yeah. It's clarity, man. I mean, I I was, I was really bad into alcohol and um, I spiraled out of control, man. I was, I was a police officer, but it it was kind of weird actually with me. Um, Mine was military as well um and also police so mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm i've been a police officer for going on 16 years now and it's it's with the military trauma and police trauma like multiple shootings seeing kids being you know raped like literally seeing a kid being raped interact and intervening and stuff like that um kids being decapitated you know uh, cartels doing their thing like you know it's it's um there's a lot of stuff man you know mm-hmm. every every week is something crazy that's happening you know car chases pretty much weekly <laughs> in the area that we were at um if not bi-weekly and and you know foot chases sometimes but lots of fighting you know so like all that stuff adds up and like for me like now looking back at it what i try to get other people to do is talk to people, man, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, and y'all promote it, but I don't really think y'all, y'all know y'all promote that, but through y'all's podcast and y'all promote that talking to people, getting, getting that stuff off your shoulders, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I always say like, if you got a glass of water, you know, every little trauma is more, more water, right? Well, if you don't unleash that, empty that water every now and then sooner or later, that cup's going to fall over it's going to spill over. Right. And that's when officers and veterans get in trouble. That's when they family violence, you know, they get arrested or they drink until they pass out or they commit suicide. You know, it all, it's all a domino effect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like we're, we're men and it's like the masculine thing. You got to do yeah. it all on your own. And, you know, you got to yeah, handle yeah. your business. Uh, and it's not, yeah. it's not that way, you know, yeah. like, I mean, if you take a look at the, the cameras or the video, like there's three men here talking about their vulnerabilities, like yeah. the hardest part within all of us. And I think and that's how you change it though. Yeah. And so like with written word, like my book, people that write stuff like that, um, with spoken word, the podcast, you know, all this stuff, man, is, is just, it raises awareness. And for me, awareness saves lives. Like there's, there was a long time where, you know, I never even, knew what ptsd was yeah and i was in the military nobody said nothing about ptsd my first five years on the police department nobody said nothing about you know ptsd until my first shooting 
actually my first shooting was uh, 2009. So in 2009, that's when I first realized what PTSD was. And I was in it. I was, the therapist was like, cause after the shooting, you had to go to therapy in order to get back on the street. And I was just like, man, just, just give me, give me back on the street. What do I have to do? You know? Yeah. And um, check, she made check, me, check. She, well, check this out. So, so she made me, the first thing she made me do was write a list of, of at least 10 things. Right. Um, on your traumas, like your major traumas um, in your life. And I was on like 20. Like, you know, <laughs> Shit. and she was like, um, go ahead and stop. And, and, um, and I, she, all the symptoms lined up. And she was like, sir, I think you have PTSD, you know, it's post traumatic stress disorder. And she kind of explained it. She made me watch a video on it, like to make me understand it. And I was like, in the video, I was like, I have every one of these things. Like, <laughs> I can't sleep. I'm irritable. Like, yeah. I walk around the house yeah. with my freaking gun. Like, I, I do all kinds of stuff, like crazy stuff back then, you know? And I never really thought that I, it was abnormal. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I didn't, I've known a little bit about Raul's history too. And um, for me, the PTSD really didn't show until years later, right? And like I said, I had that injury and that really pushed it for me. That's when it really came out, like the depression and the drinking yeah. all the time, like every single day. Uh, and then you just get, you know, the creeps oh. that come in, the little mind, the thoughts that come in and being alone and not sharing what's going on with everybody, you know, because you got to, you know, I'm, I, was, I was a staff sergeant. I got to take care of my, my guys. And it, how do I take care of them with that? If you can, if I'm not helped well. Exactly. Exactly. And in the army or in the military and in the police force, there's sergeants, lieutenants that used to be beat cops, you know, street cops that never got their trauma taken away either. So they don't know how to, how to deal with their mm -hmm. officers either when they come to them. It's basically like back in the days, like when my dad was a police officer in the old days, you man up, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, man yeah. up, get back out there. That's, that's the job. Right. Well, and this might be a little controversial, but sometimes when you see officers pop off with attitudes and, and like are really irritable and they show up at a scene and they're mean already, you know, like it's not, it's not you that we're mad at. It's, it's the kid that we just saw rape. It's the, you know what I mean? They just came from a call that something crazy happened, you know, but seeking help for all the stuff that you see helps you deal with all that stuff. And, and it, and it helps you, um, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but it helps you, uh, interact with people better. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Awareness is huge. And I noticed that you in, in, um, in the, one of the articles that was, that was written by you, um, it goes in on, on one of your big things is spreading awareness. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Can you kind of explain like how, how you spread, spread awareness? It's being open about it. Uh, one of the things that, that you're being open about what you're going through and sharing like your resources. So for me, I'm like a natural connector, right? I'm always connecting yeah. folks and trying to put people together. Uh, but it's also just being very open. I mean, half my life or a lot of my time is spent online. You know, I, I'm hoping trying to build that brand and that awareness and that presence for myself, but I'm trying to come off authentically. Like I've had 
a boatload of debt before, right? I've had a marriage that fails. I've got four kids. I'm trying to be a good father. I, you know, it's like I had a drinking problem. It's just being open so that others can see because for me, that's, that's being a leader that's worth following, like being open about it. Hey, if I'm really going to say, get your money right and get sober, then I need to make sure I'm practicing what I'm preaching a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so it's like, I can, like Raul lives a, a phenomenal life if you just watch him, right? He doesn't need that social presence. If right. you just see what he does, and that's like one of the best examples of what a leader can be. Like everybody out there for me is is that leader by living your life that way. And that's that's how I try to spread it. Live a good life, be a good person, and then share the resource when you got them. For sure. Bro, you got anything to add on that? Man, that, he pretty much said it all. I mean, that's what it is. Just be, um, you know, we, we made it to the point where we're available, like pretty much 24-7, you know what I mean? And and being there for each other, checking in on your your, your friends. And, and we say this a lot, or I say it a lot, where I'm like, you know, I text, I text a lot of my friends every day, but I don't say hello. I don't say good morning. I just say, hey, fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, just as a veteran thing, we all know, yeah. hey man, that means I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I do that often. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, I think in the, in the military, we were all raised where, you know, you don't, you don't speak, um, you don't show, weakness and uh the old schools always you know we never talk mental mental illness so we never discuss things like that if you went to sick call you were yeah you were a bitch or you know this and that and um you know when i speak to soldiers now man i'm like hey man take care of yourself you know go to sick call keep documentation make sure you're doing everything right because yeah. When, when it's all said and done, it's just you and your family, man. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be nobody. I mean, it sucks, but they, they ain't going to be worried about you afterwards. They're going to yeah. get a soldier to fill your spot, yeah. and okay. they're going to move on. And- oh, bro, you're a social security number, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you are. Yeah, yeah. And, you and, the, and, you know, in the Army's, like, theme song, too, it even says the Army keeps rolling along. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to do. When you yeah. leave, they're going to keep going. Uh, yeah, we all want to keep in touch with our the guys, and we'll find a way to do that with your your peers, uh, the folks you serve with. But yeah. they're going to keep rolling on, and so you've got to find a way to do that too. But yeah. nobody knows how to do it. Like it's yeah. so, and everybody's so different that we all do it differently. So it's for us with Charlie and Mike, it's just trying to find more ways to share that. You know, uh, how do we? How did, how did you fucking make it? Well, I did it this way. Like, okay, that would have never worked for me. This yeah. is how I did it. You know, yeah, everybody reacts differently to stuff. So that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm careful. Um, giving advice. Mm. I mean, I, I give it in a way where it's, um, cause I really want to be blunt about it. Right. You know what I mean? You know how we are that, but you don't know how certain people will take it. Can't. You don't, well, you don't you don't know how how far off they are in, in their in their recovery, yeah. or if they're in recovery at all. If they're not in recovery at all, they're gonna get ag- aggravated and they're gonna want to fight or something. Like, but in reality, like tough love is the best love, you know. And and I literally just had to tell an officer, like I had I had to show up um, at an ER. Yeah. 
I had to it, give him some tough love, bro. Yeah. Know? And uh, he listened to me and, and uh, we shipped his ass out um, to Florida, you know. And uh, he, he, uh, he went through a 30-day program, uh, got out. And he's better than ever now, bro. Hmm. And he, like, he was thanking the crap out of me, bro. But, I mean, that shit was scary at one point, you know. Yeah. I think that's a, such a clear message. It's it's like, if I didn't care enough about you, then I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Even at your darkest or at your, it's like, this is the time. Like, I'm telling you because I care. Like, you need to get yeah. your shit together because you're getting really yeah. close. But for us, it comes off that way. It's like, it's, you're yeah. right. It's the tough, when, when somebody can give you that tough love, um, that's the type of love that lasts. So I always say like, um, the best, the best healers, the best people to put in a position like these are the people that have the strongest whys, right? So, like, my why is I'm tired of seeing my fucking friends die. Like, I I, I, don't, I don't even know how many there are now. Like, I, I'm just tired of seeing it, whether it's military or first responders. Like, it's over and over and over again. Like, it's just it's out of hand, man. Um, and um, And that's why I show that tough love because – uh, shit's serious, you know, and they need to take it serious because if they don't, a lot of them just brush it off and and go back right back, right back what they're doing, mm. not thinking nothing of it. But no, like you got to be if you're a real healer, you got to be adamant. You have to you have to be on them like 24 seven. If you know the guy is fucked up, if you know he needs help, bro, like there's no there's no boundaries anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if you know he has kids and a, and a wife. Like those kids and your wife, they're gonna be living without you, bro. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I straight up tell them that. Like some other man's gonna be raising your kids, bro. Yeah, I said yeah. I said it the other day. I haven't posted it yet, so you get a sneak peek. But it's um, you know, you th- a lot of times when it comes to uh, what does Rocco call it, terminal illness, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times when folks get into that crisis mode, it's like, well, my family would be better off without me. And it's like, no, what your family will be better off is if you beat it. Your family's going to be better by seeing you admit the wrongs and then get better. And then they're going to get better and then be better. Yeah. Like they're going to be better with you in their lives further along than where you are now. Yeah, of course. And imagine how powerful it is to your little baby boy who's seeing you go through this shit. And then you take control of your own life, turn yourself around and be a man in the head of your household. Bro, let me tell you Thanks. this. This just happened uh, last night. I was I took my son to wrestling. Uh, best times that I have is like taking him to practice, right? Uh, so I took him to wrestling practice, and he was talking about uh, sobriety. He said, because his mom's, she's an alcoholic. She's three years sober now. And he was like, I'm really proud of her. And then he says, you know, um, I'm really glad that you don't drink anymore, too. Because I remember seeing, I used to hate when you guys would play poker at night because people come to my house and play poker. I used to hate when people, y'all would come over with your family and y'all would play poker and you would get drunk and I could see it in your eyes. Just, you you were different, the redness and stuff. And it was the first time in a long time I was like, holy shit, like he's 10 and he knows, yeah, man, he knows everything everything and like exactly what you're saying because i'm trying to get better and be better hopefully 
that carries over to him where, I mean, we're eventually he'll probably drink alcohol, but maybe he won't, yeah. you know, or maybe he'll keep that in mind. But not only, not, not only that, like the message it sends to him is take control of your own life, period. Right. If you don't like the way you're going, change that shit. You know what I mean? And just that message alone, you don't have to even be like the alcohol part of it. Just that message alone will have him successful mm. later on. You know, he's going to be, you know, in some fucked up situation. And he's like, you know what? I don't need this shit. I need to change what I'm doing, you know, and then go on the right path. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that, that <clears throat> excuse me, I like to share. I go to, I go to, um, I go to meetings almost every night, man. And um, uh, in a narcotics anonymous, and I'm I'm not using it to promote because you're not supposed to do that or anything like that. But yeah. but I speak in there, man. I I, I hear people, uh, man. They go in there and they, they you know they share these these sad stories and things like that. But I'm like, you know, that's cool and everything. And you said the same thing last month. At at what point do you grab that shit and be like, yo? It's time for me to make some changes in my life, you know, and try to try to better yourself and better the situation, you know, because you can you can uh, let's say we have a friend that loves to partake in the party scene. Right. And, um, you know, we talk to him, we tell him, hey, you need to chill or, you know, we see. It. But if that person isn't ready to to fix himself, there's only so much that we can do as individuals. You yeah. know what I mean? Until that person has a wake up call, people used to tell me all the time, like, "Man, hey, you got a problem? You got no problem. No. I'm good. You, you fuckers are crazy." But it wasn't until I got in trouble where I was like, "Oh shit, I might have a problem." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just I, I I try to share that message with everybody. Is you have to you have to change, you have to change your thought process. Oh, yeah. You have to change everything about everything that you're doing. You have to change if you want to, if you want to make um, shit a better life for you and your family. You have to. You have to. You have to change that negative to a positive, man. Yeah. Uh, honestly, man, like I tell people this all the time because, um, especially dealing with with alcoholics and why is this happening to me? You know why did God do this to me? Why has he put me through this and that? Like, no, man, your mindset should be, I'm glad this shit's happening to me because God, God knows that I can handle this shit. Mm, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like your mentality should change to not, not being defensive, but offensive. Like, what am I going to do? To What's my next step to get better? Like, but it takes a while though. It takes a while to get that mentality like that because at that point they're broken. You know what I mean? So it takes people like us, the people that have been through it and been and came out the other end, like to build them back up. Mm -hmm. Little wins matter too. Like I always give them little tasks to do. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You get all these little wins, bro. It builds their ego, it builds their self-esteem. And then they're often running on their own, their, their old ways, come back from the military, like taking control of their shit. And then they're off, you know, but they just, sometimes they're in the hole, man. You just got to reach in and pull them out. Yeah. yeah, you got to sometimes. Man, you know, I I I tell everybody and I use this model a lot, man. People ask, like, you know, what did you what's the first thing you changed? I said, my mind, my mindset. That's the first thing I changed. They're like, what do you mean? I said, I started living by a life where I said, 
Hakuna Matata. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I say, yo, whatever. Simple as that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, man. And it, and it, it was something that I, I, I live by because there's some things that you can't control that are out of your yeah. control, but the things that you can control, do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as simple as that. If you can fix it, fix it. If you can't, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know if that sounds sounded off. I right. think I think it's it because I, I mean you guys both know I'm a, I'm a Ramsey coach and for me it's worked right. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's other ways that don't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can try somebody else's stuff and it'll work. I'm telling you what worked for me. Right, right, right. Uh, and that's what I hear too when you say stuff like that. Like this is what what has worked for me. I'm not saying it's gonna work for you. I'm just telling you. Like, yeah. For me, this is what I've had to use, and I think that's the thing that. that that I love about all that we talk about. We all deal with it in different ways. And all I'm trying to do is share something that's helped me. Like yeah. this is what helped me get to where I am. You can take it or leave it. I'm just letting you know that it works. Yeah. You know, like Kuna Matata yeah. means no worries. And you know, the, I think the main thing is, is like whatever y'all, whatever y'all put out there is um, it, it's helping people to the point where like, Sometimes you don't know it, it even helps them, yeah. you know, and it, it's in their, it's in their mental on the back of their, you know, mind. And then one day they're like, Oh, I remember this was said on Charlie Mike's podcast, you know, or whatever, but and it guides them the right way. You know, um, let, let's talk about the business, man. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the business. Like how you, you interested in financing? I just went through a divorce, man. Yeah. Just, I, my pockets just a are desk. Empty. Yeah, my pockets yeah. are empty. <laughs> I, I got a desk. Yeah, y'all tagged up my desk. <laughs> Bro, you like that? <laughs> All right. So guys, that y'all don't know, I, 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 uh, I let them have a desk. It was a, that's a nice desk. He said have. It is. Write it down. Right have now. them sign it. They can have, have a desk. <laughs> well, you're playing it a black motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, we haven't sold it in half yet. <laughs> no, they could, yeah, y'all can have that. But um, but the thing is, is that that desk was given to me by, by my old man, and um, and what they're doing here, man, like whatever they they need in here, man, I, I I'm I'm glad to help them out. Um, the mission is the same for all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, it, it is what it is. And plus, you know, I get free podcasting. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> it's free, right? Yeah. No, let me no, write you, that down. No. You good. <laughs> first, first month. Hey, you took you took care of us, bro. Yeah, no, take care um, of you. No, nah, but um, no, nah, but the, it, the the desk looks great, man. To be honest with you. I'm, I'm blacked I'm, out. I'm gonna tell you what, man. That's like uh, the fifth or sixth change that we did to it. Oh, for real? Yeah, bro. We couldn't get it right. And I, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to shit. <laughs> Yeah, so if it's not he's done weird. right, bro, I'm, I'm gonna stay here until it's done right. And uh, yeah, but it's the first time I ever sanded. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I like went and bought a freaking sander, man. And I was like, nah, this don't look right. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. other colors did you ha- did you do it? Well, we tried to stain it without oh, sanding yeah. it, and you can't do that. Yeah, and I didn't know that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So so it came out looking good. We, we were happy yeah. with the the final. Well, I was happy. Oh, it looks good. It yeah. Looks good. So what? So what are y'all gonna be um, providing services here? Man, we're gonna we're gonna let everybody do what what pretty much they want to do as far as you know doing podcast. Uh, you come in, we're gonna teach you what worked for us in growing our podcast, 
and things like yeah. that. So you want to get your numbers up? We can show you how how we did it. And then as far as that, um, we're going to have different different. Uh... Go ahead, Will. We'll have different <clears throat> events here, too. You know, I think this space allows us to be as creative as we want to be. And, and the thing is, we're just two guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Anybody can come in and see the space differently. And that's what I love. Like my sister, she wants to do some photography. And I was like, well, why don't we have a, uh, a headshot day? You know, so we'll have it during lunch or something and everybody can kind of come in and she can scoop up and be like, all right, you know, either throw in your business card, make sure you tag the place and then we'll give you a free headshot. Because everybody's looking to update their headshots. I mean, why, why not be behind a nice desk, you know, or, or why not be in front of a couple of mics? It makes it, it brings you across as that authority figure now yeah. instantly, okay. you know, instantly. And uh, so, again, I think there's that's what the space is for. So it allows us to be as creative as we want with our show and then be able to say, well, what ideas do you have? You know, let's yeah. try to make those uh, dreams, your ideas come true, because that's what, <laughs> that's what all this is. We hear that song okay. all the time, every time. Like, it was all the dream. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, because it was, this was the space we looked at before was smaller and it was like, I would love to do something like, I don't know, just have different areas so we can roam around, we could push it yeah, um, and we can continue to create because uh, it's, it's working nowadays. It's not about being, nowadays it's about documenting. So if we, if we have an hour long podcast like this, you can come on and chop it up and then post it to your socials oh, and yeah. now you got content for you a month or whatever. Oh, for sure. So that's the thing is we, we, we wanted to have different setups so you can come in here and whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling more of a group thing, then, then damn, use this. Yeah. If you just want to do some one-on-one, -on -one, jump to another one, you know, and and we just wanted to be more of a, of a friendly environment. We wanted people to come in and feel comfortable here. Yeah. You know, not like it's an uptight, you know, podcast, keep your damn shoes on or whatever, yeah. you know. And, um, Man, we're loving it. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks great, man. Um, I know I came whenever it was still under construction. Yeah. And uh, it was looking good, man. And now I came, it's all done, and, and it's it's nice, bro. I did a great job. I know I did it all myself. Uh, I, thought so. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's a couple of offices here, and that allows us as well to do – things that we're both passionate about. I mean, Raul started with the apparel line. Right. And it's allowing us to bring that back, have more shirts in-house. How's come that, up how's that designs. going? Man, I t like we talk about it. And, and we were doing well before uh, before COVID. And, uh, you know, we our numbers were, were insane. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, it slowed down because a lot of people weren't buying apparel during COVID. Believe it or not, they weren't trying to get new clothes to sit around the house. <laughs> How dare you know <laughs> how uh, dare they but uh the message still uh was was still there and and um things are picking back up and that's we that's another thing we plan on doing here is we we call it phase two yeah, yeah. Well, i call it phase two yep do you call it phase two yes because you do it okay so <laughs> is is do all that man yeah. Bring, push push the apparel back mm -hmm. and start start uh because that that's what gave us the the apparel was what made this possible yeah, you know sure. what I mean. So we want to grow this. Now let me ask you this: Will will that branch off to other people's apparel? I mean, well, if, or just y'all's? You know, we're gonna push our brand. We're gonna push our brand. Right now, in in if time comes where 
let's say, for instance, you come in, we, we might make an exception, but we're not going to go, you know, just for, yeah. hey, I, I need 10 shirts for a birthday party. No, gotcha. it's, not, it's not what yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we want the machines to be used for our brand, yeah. right? Or partner brands, put it that way, right? So now if we're I partnering like together, it's different, right? Because we're working together to, to grow. Uh, and then the Troy Mike, the podcast allows us to do that. Because even when everything shut down, we were able to bring folks on and just continue yeah. to talk about what veterans were facing because they're so diverse. Uh, you know, you rich, poor, country, oh, city yeah. folk, everybody sure. has the ability to join. And then when we get out, there's there's not enough avenues broadcasting the message of what great things veterans can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're looking at three here that are all different. Right. I mean, none yeah. of us knew each other before we when we were in and we get out and we find a group of, of like minded individuals that are starting to grow together. And now what are we doing? We're just raising everybody else up. Oh, yeah. Right. Sure. It's not like individual siloed. It's like, hey, I'm going to go do my stuff and you can do your stuff. But I'm going to help you. Like, that's what yeah. it's about. It's like the crosstalk. But you got to yeah. find that group. You got to get involved first. Yeah. And I think um, I think if you just keep working, bro, you'll find that group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just keep grinding. Um like I just came across y'all, you know, and that was after that, man. I clicked with y'all, and yeah, you know, actually, I saw that post. Uh, it was almost two years ago, right when I started working at the other nonprofit, uh, and then uh, this this Sonia. isn't a nonprofit, by the way. Yeah, you said no. the other nonprofit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I said it. I don't want to name their name. So oh, okay. yeah, so okay, when okay, I started okay. working there, they, uh Sonia was like, "Hey, you need to link up with my cousin." I was like, oh, "All right, yeah. cool, let's do it." And that was the first time I heard his name. Oh, for real? And now here we are. But that's, you know, and, and that's a good thing because um, people see what we're doing, man. They, yeah. You know, God does crazy stuff. He so does, man. Connects people. He does. Um, now, part of all this, man, is setting goals, right? Like, that's how I wrote my book. That's how I got number one. That's how I started the podcast. What, what can you let others know about goal setting? You know, I I I do it different than most people. I'm gonna tell you how how William is. He wants to set reachable goals that he knows that he can reach, and I love that. But I'm that guy where I'm like, I want this company to be worth right, right. fucking outrageous amounts of money <laughs> because that that's what I shoot for. No, you know for what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do both. By the yeah. way, yeah. So I I do like realistic short-term goals yeah. and then i do like realistic monthly goals and then i do yearly goals yeah. and then i'll do some i want my fucking brand to be everywhere See, yeah. I, think I, that, I want my brand to be on girls butts everywhere yeah <laughs> i think that's why we're like the, yin, the yin and yang man yeah, 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 yeah. slow down bro Come no, that's a good thing here that's, yeah that's, that's a good thing and you know what's what's interesting is i'm actually the same way bro i don't i think long term like where i could be what I'm learning to do now, and it's easier because I have can, I can involve Raul yeah. and keep me accountable. Like when we talk about it, is to set those clear, defined, like short-term goals. Yeah, we were just sure. going over it before you walked in. Like, hey, what's our vision for this? And I, yeah. I want to to get those things because I want this to be successful. Oh, yeah. And I read all kinds of books and listen to those podcasts. Yeah. Like, this is how you do it. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna try it out with Raul because I've never really had those things. Uh, but for me, what I, I write every morning, one of my goals uh, personally is to have a uh, million dollars a year that I make. 
And I, I write that down every yeah. single day. That's one of the things that I try, try to write down and manifest. Oh, yeah. And then I write down what I'm grateful for. And then I go back to my yearly goals. This is the second year my wife and I have done it. We're in December, we'll sit down and we'll go over our goals for the year as a family and then as a business and then our personal goals and we'll kind of share them. So, and then I write those in the presence tense. Like, right, one of my goals is for this year is I speak uh, Spanish in a daily conversations. Okay. I don't right now, yeah. but that's one of my goals. And so I write it in the present tense. Like, I speak Spanish daily and I do it through, uh, right now I'm doing it through Audible. And my sister speaks fluent Spanish. So, like, you're going to have to talk to me so I can actually start. Yeah, I actually just uh, downloaded Babel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 trying to learn Spanish. You know, Mexicans rolling. I know, right, bro? I don't know. I thought thought three of us. Babel was the dating site. Was it? That's Bumble. That's oh, (laughs) and you you would know that. (laughs) His mind somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, my bad. (laughs) I was like, I got it too, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Dating's all the time. (laughs) You'd be expecting that phone call soon. Gotta go. Hey, so um, yeah, man, let's let's close it out with something good, man. What does this quote mean to y'all? The sole meaning of life is to serve humanity. It's true. Yeah. That, I mean, I agree with it. I mean, that's what, it, that's what it's about, man. Yeah. Giving back brings happiness to me. It's always have. It, it, it's always what, what we do, regardless of how big, and I've said this from the beginning, regardless of how big we get or how big we don't, what we are but we're still gonna give you know what i yeah. mean we're, we're we're always gonna give we're always gonna remember where we came from and what how it started and that 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 has always been mission mission priority one was it and I, i've said this and and i was just like i'm not trying to get rich man i just want matching 1997 honda civics you know what i'm <laughs> saying and i'd have to worry about no it was, it was a ford it was a ford focus, yeah, it was a ford focus. <laughs> i just want matching ford focuses bro and i'm like dang for real he was looking yeah. at me like what yeah. I, was like, I don't know i'm, I'm good with that like, yeah. that's that's cool guy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I i live my life by that quote um i found it a couple of years ago and one thing that i tell vets all the time or anybody who's looking to get just let's looking to, to reignite their mission. It's if you can start serving, you'll find it, you know, sure. uh, you can find it because uh, service to others, providing for others, just uh, it can really shed light to who you are, you yeah. know, like, or the blessings that you have, you know, we all tend to forget that we live in America, which is the greatest country on earth. And we'll yeah. say that until the day we die Texas. Uh, because it has, the freedoms that we are able to do, you know, yeah. we, we can choose what we want to do. You can choose what you, you, you can, you have fresh water, you have access to healthcare. We have these amazing devices right next to us all the time that yeah. we can use to our advantage. And so we use them. Um, but if you use them for good, man, it feels, it feels amazing. Yeah, man, for sure. And um, for me, man, I, I, I give it a lot, bro. Like I, but I used to get in trouble for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, because uh, uh, my last nonprofit that I, I was national director at, um, I would give too much, mm-hmm. you know, and and being a nonprofit, uh, we, we need income. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and I always told him uh, the founder is awesome, man. He's to this day, like we're he's awesome. Um, but the thing is, is that I always told him, I was like, hey. 
you know, you take care of the community, the community can take care of you, you know? So every week I'd have some fundraiser for a family or some fundraiser for a school or, you know, something I'd have something. And that's a lot of my time that I'm, I'm putting up. Right. And, um, you know, I, I got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, that's my donation to, to the community, you know? So, but my thing is, is that my biggest fear is that uh, kids growing up are going to be the same as the kids that are growing up now are, are thinking about first responders. Well, when I was on patrol and I would, I would drive through the hood, you know, these people be flipping us off, you know, all this stuff. And it's just getting worse. My thing is if, if we do stuff to connect our community with veterans and first responders, the mentality is going to change because they're going to see us as real people. They're going to see that we're in, we're directly impacting the community. We're directly involved in the well being of our youth. Right. Um, and that brings me to another point. Uh, Donald Brown uh, is a guy that I want to, I want to introduce you to, and he'll probably end up doing a podcast here, but um, he's one of the guys that, man, anything he does, bro, I want to, I want to uplift him. I want to help him out. And uh, he's here in Pearland as well. Um, but he does a football, a football league for underprivileged kids, Yeah, you know, and you know, his, it's a nonprofit, you know, so we we would raise money for his nonprofit or what's it called? DBL. Okay, I think it's it's DBL, but um, uh, it's Donald Brown football DBFL Donald Brown Football League, I believe. Sorry, Donald, if I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And and matter of fact, at the um, oh. The hometown heroes event, the last one that y'all were at, yeah, um, the last one that that we did uh, as a foundation, uh, we had a ton of thousands of people showed up, but we had a five k, and he was actually the one that ran it, and the the profits from the five k went to his oh cool oh, that's went, went to his yeah, nonprofit, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't much because we didn't we didn't have enough time to promote that part of it, but um. But yeah, I mean, it was more than nothing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. And not only that, the promo alone helped them because I promoted the crap out <laughs> for yeah. you know, the whole month leading up to the event. But yeah, man, giving back is is key, man. And and I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all are doing in the community man. and giving back. And um, that, can y'all go over um, how they can reach y'all and how they can book if they want to book anything or if they live out of the city? What y'all, what y'all, what kind of services that y'all provide for them? Yeah. Um, Go ahead, bro. <laughs> you you can follow us if you're interested in our podcast at Charlie Mike the Podcast uh, or Charlie Mike Military Apparel on Facebook, Instagram is kind of where we stay. And then our podcast studio is in Pearland, so it's Pearland Podcast Studio, both on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, any love you guys share would be greatly appreciated. There's many ways that we can get involved uh, to stay involved. Uh, I, w- I wanted to leave you with. I share this with Raul before um, and, I, and I heard you mention it, but I always say, don't forget you can't pour from him from an empty cup, you know? Uh, and right now where we are, I've, I got a, a clip to share soon. And Raul says, I mean, I'm ready to pour, you know, our cup is full. We're ready to pour. We're ready to, to do for others because it just, it feels, it feels good. Yeah. So, man. 
We appreciate it. Thanks for everything. This has been phenomenal. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. And uh man, we uh we see your growth, bro. So keep keep doing it, man. Keep appreciate it, bro. You, like you told us, man, the, the impact is real. Keep it up. You're on the road now. For sure, man. I expect to see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank y'all for tuning in, bro.